G'day and welcome to the Bell Lab. This is Grandstand's dedicated track and field program. Today we'll be joined by Dave Robertson for our weekly run-through segment. We will hear how Australia is tracking ahead of the World Junior Championships in Eugene later this year. And as part of our Grandstand Rewind series, we're going to remember our successes at the Olympic level in the women's 400 metres. And that is sure to bring back some memories. But first up, we'll be hearing from pole vaulter Alana Boyd, who has put an injury marred 2013 behind her to make a solid start to the domestic season with three A qualifiers already for the Commonwealth Games. Boyd's season best so far is a 4 metres 61 posted in Melbourne last month and the London Olympic finalist is closing in on the sort of form that saw her set a new national record of 4 metres 76 two years ago. I caught up this week with Boyd as she was in transit from Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast and I began by asking how satisfied she is with her start to the season. I'm really happy with the way things are going so far. Um, to come out and jump 4.61 in my first meet, um, you know, from a full approach, it's my highest ever um, opener, I guess. And, um, you know, I, I am in, in, in good shape and it's nice to come back from an injury riddle 2013 and, um, you know, start the ball rolling in, in, in a nice fashion and, you know, to get those couple of A qualifiers um, already, um, you know, for the rest of the season is, is great and I've still got a number of meets leading into the Nationals to go, so hopefully I can go higher. Uh, no doubt you're in a heavy phase of training and as you touched on there, you've only recently returned to your full run-up. Do you feel a crack at your national record of 4 metres 76 is possible this domestic season or is that a prospect for later in the year? Um, I mean, I guess as an athlete, you're always going out there to um, to better your best. And, you know, my best that I set in 2012 is the Australian record. So for me to better my best would be to break another Australian record. So I, I certainly think that I'm in the shape to do it in this domestic season. Um, hopefully we'll get some, some good conditions. I'm competing at the state titles, um, the Queensland state titles on Saturday night here in Brisbane. And then the Sydney Track Classic, the Brisbane Track Classic and the... Um, the Nationals. So four more comps and, and you know, training's indicating that, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than I've been. Um, I'm running well, well on the runway and, um, you know, the jumping's coming together. So I think, um, you know, I, I hope that I can, I can better my best this season, this domestic season, um, and it has put me in a good position going into, um, you know, the European season and leading into the Commonwealth Games. Now, you highlighted last year, of course, Achilles and the injuries forced you out of the World Championships. I, I don't want to describe it as a blessing in disguise, but have you taken positives from your injury layoff in terms of getting your body right and, and even developing greater motivation to return to international competition? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously no, no athlete wants to have injuries, um, and I've certainly had my fair share, unfortunately, but, um, you know, you, you try to take the positives out of everything, and, and for me, unfortunately, I had to withdraw from the World Championships and and had a little surgery um, on the plantaris tendon in my foot. So, um, but as you say, it has, um, you know, really allowed me to, I guess, 
take each day for what it is at training and, um, and really kind of, um, you know, make sure that I'm doing everything I can to, to, to be this, the best athlete that I can be. So, um, you know, it, it puts things in perspective and, um, you know, I guess, you know, for me, I train to compete. So um, the more that I can be out there competing and, and doing what I'm training to do, um, the better. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm in a good position and I'm, I'm happy with the way, you know, that I'm training and, and happy, um, you know, with my situation being back in Brisbane and um, training with my, my dad again. So um, I think all of that kind of has come together to, um, you know, to make this season what it has been so far. Your dad, Ray, of course, the Com Games gold medalist in the Pulver, and your mother, Denise, a two-time Olympic finalist as well as a Commonwealth Games gold medalist herself. How important was it to have a support network like that when dealing with the, the disappointment of missing the world titles? Yeah, um, you know, obviously mum and dad are a huge support for me and, um, you know, obviously my dad being, you know, playing two roles, father and coach, so, um, you know, being athletes themselves, they know um, that unfortunately, uh, you know, the disappointments come um, in the sport all too often, um, as well as the successes, and you learn to kind of make the most of the good times, I guess. But um, for them to be there for me, um, you know, in the difficult times with injury and getting back, and, and you know, telling me that I, you know, I need to be patient and, and um, slowly, slowly, and yeah, they're they're a great support. They're my biggest supporters, and um, you know, also I guess adding to that, the, the Queensland Academy of Sport have, you know, taken from you know coming back from three years in the West, and um, I'm back in the Queensland Academy of Sport, and they're, you know, supporting me, and um, and with all the um, you know rehab and that sort of thing, it, it's been um, crucial to me getting back to the position I'm in now. And just finally, Alana, the national championships will be held in Melbourne early next month. What is the plan post-nationals in terms of your training and when you will begin your overseas campaign? Uh, the plan at this stage, I'll have a, probably a week or so off after the nationals uh, just to kind of, um, I guess, you know, just have a bit of a break mentally and physically and um, and then it's kind of straight back into it, uh, I guess, uh, some heavier stuff in the gym and um, get a bit fitter on the track and some more technical stuff on the pole and... Um, at this stage, I'm looking at perhaps uh, the Doha Diamond League in um, May, and then heading off. And I'll just come back after that, and then head off to Europe at the end of June. So, um, a good couple of months there to, um, you know, to put in some good work and, um, I, I guess, build on the domestic season and, and come out, um, you know, really hungry for some, some big heights in in July at the Commonwealth Games in um, Glasgow. Well, Lana, good luck for the remainder of the domestic season and thanks for speaking to the Bell Lab. No worries. Thanks for having me. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is the Bell Lab with Luke Pentony. ABC Grandstand. Well, each week we are joined by Dave Robertson for our run-through segment. And just straight off, a reminder, you can catch Robbo on the streamed coverage of the Australian Athletics Tour via Athletics Australia's website. Now, Robbo, Sally Pearson, she has hit the ground running as she finalises her preparations for the World Indoor Championships this weekend with a 7.79 in the 60-metre hurdles heat in Berlin last weekend before winning the final in 7.80. It will be a tough 
competition in Sopot this weekend, but she is in the type of form that she'd want to be ahead of defending her crown. Yeah, it's definitely made it. And that run in Berlin obviously proves it wasn't a, a fluke, that form, the rich form she showed over there in Perth the weekend before. And I think if you're lining up against Sally Pearson in Sopo this weekend, uh, look out. Now, Pearson will be one of three Australian athletes competing in Sopot this weekend with 2010 World Indoor Champion Fabrice Lapierre contesting the men's long jump and Collis Birmingham, the men's 3,000 metres. But moving on, Robbo, to some of the results from the various state championships held last weekend. And in Sydney, Danny Samuels broke the New South Wales shot put record with a 17 metres 05 effort. But more impressive was her win in the discus with the second best throw of her career, a 65 metres 59. Yeah, definitely. And it was wet conditions down there. And uh, the theory is, I think she's a, a wet track specialist because the win she had in Berlin in 09 uh, was uh, definitely in the wet as well. So, yeah, look, she's obviously in amazing form. That was her first throw of the discus competition as well. And she's just thrown it way out there. And then, as you say, backed it up with a handy little Commonwealth Games B qualifier and a state record in the shot put as well. Now, sticking with the New South Wales Championships, Darry Gaddies took out the men's 200 metres after being disqualified in the heats of the 100. He won the 200 final in 20.84, and that's a solid backup performance after his 20.59 in Perth. And, uh, Robbo, I feel he can really make great progress in the half lap this year. Yeah, definitely, mate. And that, that win, it's worth mentioning, you know, came on the back of a, a bit of drama where Jared was disqualified in the heats of the 100 metres down there in Sydney for the state champ. So I think he was pretty fired up for the 200. It was into a headwind. It was in a bit of wet. And uh, 2084 uh, in those conditions, I think, is, is ominous for young Jared Geddes. Uh, White Lightning, as his mate Usain Bolt <laughs> calls him, and uh, he's got a lot of respect as a result of the training stint that he's done over there in Jamaica. So, uh, yeah, looking for great things from Jared in the next couple of meets as well. Now, we spoke a few weeks ago about the men's high jump being an event to watch this season. When you look at the, the women's, it's, it's amazing depth developing there with a number of athletes achieving at least a, a B qualifier and just some blue chip recruits such as Eleanor Patterson, who won the World Youth Championship last year, Hannah Joy, who finished seventh in Ukraine at the same meet last year, and Nicola McDermott. Now, all of those only turn 18 this year. And then you have Amy Petchkovich on the comeback trial from, from serious illness. There's rightly so some tremendous excitement about the women's high jump for the next few seasons. Yeah, definitely. And there's some tough decisions coming up uh, for the selectors. And I guess, yeah, all the onus is on the junior nationals coming up in Sydney uh, next week, uh, Luke, because, you know, there's going to be... We're going to have to fit four or five or six spots into into a couple. Um, and I know, yeah, as you say, Eleanor Patterson, she's just been uh, taking the high-jumping world by storm here in Australia, and I think that's echoing around uh, the world also. So real excitement in the women's high jump and, and you know, the field events in general, uh, as we as we mentioned, are just, you know, are really going beyond our expectations perhaps over the last few years here in Australia. And the youth that's associated with it is great as well. Well, we mentioned there that Pattinson has a B qualifier, but she also has that 196 from the Australian All School champs in Townsville last December, which is an A qualifier. So she's definitely someone to watch out for at the Junior Nationals. Now, speaking of the Junior Nationals, Robbo, of course, you'll be part of the online streaming team. Can you give us a bit of a 
insight into the coverage you guys have planned next week in yeah, Sydney. I, I can, mate. Yeah, so it's going to be an extensive uh, live coverage and a daily wrap-up show as well. Uh, Mossy and myself are saving ourselves up for the Sydney Track Classic on the Saturday night, so we're sending down Matt Lynch, a 400-metre runner, and uh, he'll be down there with the beanbags, and he'll be leading Lynch's live stream. And uh, you'll be able to catch that on athletics.com.au. And, yeah, it's set for some, you know, some great races and some great events down there. It's a huge, huge week, I guess, Wednesday to Sunday, and then throw the Sydney Track Classic in there as well. Uh, some exciting action down there in Sydney. Well, Robbo, we'll speak to you at the same time next week, and we'll be looking forward to the Sydney Track Classic. Thanks for joining us again on the run-through as part of the Bell Lap. Thanks, Luke. See you then. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is The Bell Lap with Luke Bentony. ABC Grandstand. Well, the Australian Junior Athletics Championships kick off at Sydney's Olympic Park next Wednesday in the lead-up to the Sydney Track Classic on Saturday week. For the under-20s, the meet will double as the selection trials for the World Junior Championships, which take place in Eugene in July. And already Australia has a large contingent of qualifiers across a range of events, meaning the pressure will be on in Sydney with only two spots available per event. This week I spoke to Athletics Australia's National Junior High Performance Manager Sarah Mulkins about her expectations for both the National Junior titles and the World Juniors. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, the under-20 age group is the World Juniors, and we also have um, the Youth Olympic Games um, qualifications as well in the under-18 age group. So both are exciting age groups to watch. A large number of athletes have achieved the qualifying performances, but of course you can only take two per event. Now when you look at the girls, you have qualifiers in all but one event. This must be satisfying to see the talent spread across like this. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, these uh, athletes we've worked in our under-19 program for the last two years and um, all uh, credit to the athletes, but especially to their coaches who've um, engaged in our program and, you know, they, they write their program, but they're very happy to um, take on a little bit of advice or, you know, just, you know, to and fro with discussions. And I really think that's um, in one of the winning points of our, um, our success here because, when we come away on camps and the coaches come away, we've got plenty of time to make relationships and, and discuss lots of things around um, each athlete's development. So I, I really believe that that's um, the core of our um, good numbers coming through with the qualifiers. The last World Juniors in Barcelona two years ago, you won five medals and claimed 14 top eight finishes. Obviously, the squad hasn't been chosen as yet for this year's titles, but based on qualifying performances, do you feel you can improve in Eugene? I hope so. Um, look, I think we'll have probably a similar number. In 2012, uh, we took 56 kids away. So we're hoping to get something like that. So to have, you know, to have the numbers on the team with qualifiers is fantastic. Um, obviously, we want to get top eights and, and onto the podium as well. A little bit of a clash with um, Commonwealth Games. So uh, probably one or two of our top juniors may choose to go to Commonwealth Games. So potentially that um, takes away medal possibility for us in uh, Eugene um, but you know that we respect the decision of the coach and the athlete there so that may give us a little bit of a dent but we've got some other great athletes that um, are ready to jump on and, and show us what they've got so we look forward to it. Well some of those athletes include high jumpers now you've got five qualifiers in the girls high jump led by Eleanor Patterson, Hannah Joy and 
Nicola McDermott, all of whom only turned 18 this year, they all at least have B qualifiers for the Com Games. But if they are available for the World Juniors, can you remember Australia having such depth in a single event? Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Um, and, and there's a number uh, with Commonwealth Speeds as well, you know, so I think there's something like oh, eight or nine that are putting their hand up for women's high jumps. So um, it's fantastic. It's been a bit quiet um, in, in that event for a little bit, but now it's come on really well. Um, and, you know, they're all around, the, besides Eleanor, they're all around sort of the similar sort of marks. I think they've really pushed each other in that um, in that way. And uh, Eleanor will be aiming for Commonwealth Games and um, we wish her all the best. We wish her really well there. Looking at the boys, uh, Matthew Denny, he's qualified for both the, the discus and hammer throw. He won gold in the discus at last year's World Youth titles in Ukraine and bronze in the hammer. Uh, will he have to reach a point in the next few years where he decides which event he decides to focus on? Oh, I don't think so. His coach, Graham Pitt, um, is an excellent coach and, and he believes he can keep working through the two um, uh, events quite successfully. So, um, you know, we support that and, and support what Graham's um, thinking there. And uh, he, he's a very um, disciplined athlete and he works very hard. So I think, you know, if the time comes where, you know, if he gets injured or he feels that's a bit much, I think they'll, you know, have a, a discussion. But at the moment, they're, you know, they're going gung-ho on the two events and we support that. Also amongst the boys, there's growing depth in the 200 where you have five qualifiers headlined by James Command and four qualifiers in the 400, including Command Sam Baird and Joshua Robinson. Now, probably if the World Juniors were being held next year, they'll be better placed, but it, it, it must be pleasing to see the talent coming through in, in these events. It's fantastic. You know, our, our um, sprinting had a bit of a quiet period for a while there, and we've got to give a great deal of credit to Jackie Burns, our national junior coach, you know, who coached uh, Mel Gainsford and, and uh, Yana as well. So she's worked really hard with the coaches and the personal coaches. You know, they've been great. They, you know, engage and listen. And, you know, they've got some new ideas, which Jackie's learning from as well. And um, But they're all going really well. And, you know, it's uh, all power to the coaches and the athletes who are working hard. There's even a couple of 200 boys that are just outside of qualifier. So, you know, we've got six or seven in the ones, 100 and 200 that are around the qualifying mark or qualified. And that's a great group of 400 boys, um, which is pretty exciting as well. And once the squad is selected, what will be the plan for preparing for Eugene? I, I remember speaking to you prior to the 2012 World Juniors, and you mentioned you were employing what you described as the, the Barcelona bubble. Yeah, we um, ran a, a camp which was at one of our under-19 camps, um, and we just immersed them totally in the way it would be uh, in Barcelona, you know, just put it on, you know, with how we do roomings and timetables and buses and, and put, tried to put that emphasis, um, you know, we had them compete, competing in the Vic Championships, we had them competing in uh, Australian uniform and just tried to make them feel like this is what it will be like when they're competing. So uh, we'll do something similar when we do our um, competition education camp up in Brisbane um, before we go, a couple of weeks before we go. So uh, we just try and, you know, get them right into the, the headspace of, how it's going to be and, um, you know, we do some education, uh, obviously, as well. But uh, we found that successful and um, the age group, that age group really laps it up and, and learns from it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work towards that again. Well, Sarah, good luck for next week's National Juniors as well as the World Juniors later in the year and thanks for speaking to the Bell Lab. No worries, anytime. On ABC Grandstand Digital, this is the Bell Lab with Luke Pentony.
Well, this week's Grandstand Rewind segment focuses on Australia's success in the women's 400 metres at the Olympics. And while Cathy Freeman's gold medal winning performance in Sydney will still be fresh enough in the memory of most, there'll be some of our listeners who can clearly remember when Betty Cuthbert, the original Golden Girl, won the first ever one lap at a Games back in 1964 in Tokyo. It had been an injury interrupted eight years since Cuthbert had streaked to three gold medals in the 100 and 200 metres and the 4 by 100 metres relay at the Melbourne Olympics. And there had even been a brief period of retirement, but she found herself in the Japanese capital at the age of 26, lining up alongside countrywoman Judy Amore in search of a fourth gold medal. Now, this is how listeners back in Australia heard Cuthbert win the final via the ABC. They're on the mark and they're set for the women's 400 metres. Away they go, and it's LeBray from Schmidt with the Ann Parker starting very well. The two Australian girls are running very well with Betty Cuthbert moving nicely. Right on the outside of the track, LeBray is the leader, but Ann Parker has hit the front down the back straight with Maria Etinka of uh, Russia running along strongly. Here come the two Australians now. Uh, Judy Amore just leading away from Betty Cuthbert as they go into the final 200 metres, where the leader is Ann Packer. Packer is the leader now from... Uh, uh, Itink Ekina of, uh, of Russia. Packer Ekina of Russia, Betty Cuthbert and Judy Amore coming into the picture too as they come to the turn into the straight. And coming to the turn into the straight it's going to be uh, Betty Cuthbert who's hit the front. Betty Cuthbert has hit the front for Australia now and coming down the outside and Packer. But it's Betty Cuthbert from Packer as they come into the final uh, 50 yards. Packer closing on Betty Cuthbert. It's still Packer closing on Cuthbert but Cuthbert holding her advantage and Betty Cuthbert is going to win the gold medal. Cuthbert goes to the line and wins the gold medal and Judy Amore has finished third, followed that by Munchesi of Hungary, but it is a gold medal for Betty Cuthbert of Australia. A magnificent run. For the record, Cuthbert won in 52 flat, an Olympic record obviously, with Great Britain's Ann Packer taking silver in 52.2, with Amore third in 53.4. It took eight years before another Australian made the 400 metres final at the Olympics with Jarlene Rindina placing sixth in Munich, while 1988 saw Australia's next finalist with Marie Holland finishing eighth in Seoul. But in 1996, Australia once again was represented on the podium when Freeman finished second to Marie-José Perec before her crowning moment four years later at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Away they go. Kathy's final campaign is on the road. Ogden Coyle leads sailing. Then Freeman, Guevara, Graham, Merry. Over on the inside, Fraser collared by Cutley Arava. Still in stagger formation. 250 to run. Freeman well placed. Challenge is going to come from Graham, who's running a big first 200. Merry working away through as well. Ogden Coyle still in front of sailing. Freeman working away through. Graham's going to come at a hard. So is Merry. 150. Ready to run beneath the Olympic flame as they head towards the straight and Graham is just in front of Freeman she's going to have to work Graham, Mary, Freeman Freeman gets to the front, Freeman leads by a metre, Graham fighting on but Freeman is too good the crowd roaring, Freeman wins gold Cathy's the winner Australia the winner Cathy Freeman is a national hero Freeman won Australia's second Olympic gold medal in the 400 metres with her victory 
on an emotional night in Sydney. Her winning time of 49.11, edging out Jamaica's Lorraine Graham in 49.58, and Great Britain's Catherine Merry, who claimed bronze in 49.72. So it's an event in which Australia has a proud history, and let's hope in the future there is another chapter to be written. Before we go, a reminder, you can listen to the Bell Lap on Grandstand Digital or streamed at abc.net.au slash grandstand each Friday. And that is the same address where you can find the podcast of the program as well as the broadcast schedule. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. And if you want to get in contact through Twitter, just drop me a message at Luke Pentony or one word. Catch you again next week.